Thanks for tuning in to Upward Way Podcast. If you're looking to be spiritually blessed, moved, and inspired, there is no doubt you are in the right place. On our show, guests recount their encounter with Christ and how their lives have been transformed through the grace and love of God. And now, please welcome our host. Hello and welcome to Upward Way. I am your host, Marlon Walters. My guest today works as a junior auditor at PKF Kenya. He is also a co-founder of an initiative called ENGAGE, an acronym for Enabling Generations Achieve Greatness Via Education. Jefferson Mwangi, welcome to our show. Thank you, Marlon, for having me here in your show, The Upward Way. I notice you serve as an elder at the Kenyatta University Church, yet you look quite so young. What led you to becoming an elder at this church? That's a good question, Marlon. Uh, so I joined uh, Kenyatta University as an institution uh, in the year 2015. And uh, in the year 2017, uh, 2018 to be exact, I was chosen uh, uh, to serve as an elder uh, in the church. And before that, uh, since I joined in 2015, I had served uh, as, as a prayer ministry coordinator. I'd also served as a, as a spiritual leader in the, one of the ministry. And so uh, the church, our university church, encourages uh, uh, young people to take up leadership positions, especially the high positions such as the eldership, uh, so as to encourage them uh, to understand how the church is run and how they can be able uh, to be better stewards and how they can be able to direct uh, people uh, so that they can be able to, to move people onwards uh, as they continue with their spiritual journey. Awesome. So what has that journey been like? I would say the leadership journey was particularly uh, an interesting one. Um, before I was chosen, I had gone for an exchange program uh, in Europe. Uh, that was uh, late 2017. When I came back uh, early 2018, I, I did not want to do anything uh, with, with the church. Not really that I was I wanted to leave the church, but you know I didn't want to serve in any leadership uh, position. I just I only had one semester remaining before completing my studies, and so all I wanted to do was to relax and finish my studies in peace and then leave uh, the school. But uh, something interesting happened. Uh, there was a strike. Uh, in, in our institution, the, the, the lecturers, uh, they, they had a strike. And so this prolonged our staying school. And it was during that moment uh, when I received an invitation that I had been chosen uh, to serve in the church. And so for me, I will say it was God's way of keeping me uh, in that church. And uh, through that, I was able to grow spiritually, I would say. Uh, as you know, an elder is required uh, to be spiritually uh, strong uh, he is supposed to lead you know i was tasked with leading the baptismal class you know these young and new converts who are so hungry uh, want to know more about the word of god they had so many questions and so i was there had to spend hours uh, you know studying other times we will be called upon to you know hold meetings uh, so as to discuss the affairs of the church that was also another another highlight that I can remember uh, during my leadership journey and uh, it was wonderful you know we could spend long hours in the night and all this was uh, for God's God's work and also lastly I would say uh, the leadership uh, 
position enabled me to you know to hone the skill of of public speaking you know you are there you were required perhaps to stand in front of a church a church uh, had around you know 1500 to 2000 people every sabbath and so uh, it enabled me to gain confidence and i was able and i have been able uh, to this day uh, have been able to build my confidence uh, to be able to speak uh, before people without fear so i'll say the leadership journey uh, all together was a blessing Remarkable. Could you now share with our audience a little about your background and how you came to become a Christian? Uh, concerning my Christian uh, background, I would say that uh, I was born uh, in an Advent in, in in a Christian family, uh, so to speak. Even before I was born, I was in the church. After I was born, I was also brought up in the church. And I would say uh, my parents uh, were both Christians, and they were also both uh, Adventists. And so I w- was able to uh, to grow up in church as a young person. I would attend uh, the kindergarten classes. I remember I also acquired my my first bible when i was around 7 to 8 years old and i could read the stories stories of samson the stories of david and the stories of daniel and it was fascinating i would say uh, these bible stories and i was well averse to the bible uh, but uh, somewhere along the way when i joined a uh, uh, high school I joined a high school which was a non-denominational high school so that means that uh, there was no particular uh, denomination uh, that that ran uh, the, the the school and so uh, for us who had come from adventist backgrounds it was difficult for us uh, to be able to get a chance to even worship on sabbath we tried i remember we, i had a friend of mine and we were two of us we went to the deputy principal's office and we tried begging him uh, so that he could give us permission but he was so adamant and uh, kind of will say that caused me to to lose you know to lose hope to, to some extent and i started drifting away and i will say for the period of around 4 to 5 years old in high school and after high school i will say i drifted away with god uh, from god and i was not really into his word and into his uh, into what he requires us to do and that was what happened all until uh, when i was able to join uh, the university church so when i joined the university church that was now in 2015 i remember i i found young people you know who were leading the church i found young people standing in front of the people uh, in front of the congregation uh, to, to preach uh, to share the word of god to sing you know to quote the spirit of prophecy and that was i was all bewildered i could not had not seen such a thing in my life and so i said in my heart god i want to be like them this is this is wonderful i want to be like them and perhaps through me and an example outset it will also inspire someone else uh, to to wish or to to desire to live for you just as i was inspired and so uh in 2016 uh, that's when i gave my life to jesus and uh, i would say he found me i don't say i found god he found me and when i gave my life to him uh, that's when i officially became a member of the church would you say you had somewhat of a prodigal son experience or was it a case that the roots were not so firmly planted though you would have grown up in the church well yes i can say that uh, to some extent uh, my experience can be compared to that of uh, the prodigal son but i would say that 
wasn't that I was completely, I had completely turned away my, 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 my myself away from God, but I will say I was not actively involved uh, in, 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 in pursuing God as it should be. I had one foot uh, in the things of the world, you know, the worldly music, uh, the worldly movies, the worldly stuff were, were filling up my heart, but also to some extent I was still appearing as if I was just normal in the church. Uh, but also something else I would say, uh, I did not have someone who actively showed me the importance of committing uh, my life early enough to God. You see, uh, if you have someone who is actually uh, reminding you that even at such an early age, even though you are 8 years old, 9 years old, 10 years old, you can give your life to Jesus, uh, that will actually show you the importance of committing. But for me, I from the from the talk I had around uh, my family, uh, make the decision when you are old enough uh, to, to to judge between uh, good and right. Let no one you know force you to make that decision. So for me, it caused me to be kind of lax. I was like, well, let me wait until I'm 18, 19, 20 when I'm old enough. And so the devil, you know, deceived me that you know you have time. You can you can you can live for me. The devil says uh, until you are way older, and that's when you'll make the choice. But I'm still thankful to God that he still found me as i said and uh, i was able to come back uh, to his fold i really like what you said that god actively pursued you based on your own experience you grew up in the church and you would have had a good foundation so to speak in terms of the input from the bible different stories and being involved in church but what would you say is the importance of parents, family members, impressing upon the hearts of their young ones to make a decisive decision for him? How important is that? I would say um, the role of the parents uh, in encouraging the children uh, to commit themselves to God uh, is so vital. Um, I would say that uh, there's a book I've been reading called uh, Adventist home written, written by an author Ellen White and she says that children are given to parents or to caregivers or to any guardian and they are given a responsibility by God. God gives them to the parents so that parents can train them up and build them up so that when God asks at the end where are the children I gave you uh, they will be able to show forth, show forth uh, the kind of, of children they brought up. And so I would say, um, parents' role is to encourage, not to force, is to encourage the children, showing them the importance of living for God, showing the contrast, living for God and living uh, after after the desires of the of the evil one, not to not to, but also by modeling, modeling a good example of how. They themselves have been transformed by God, by living after his will. Then the children will naturally naturally be drawn uh, into you know, living as God requires. Indeed, that is quite a mouthful. It's important for parents to model Christ-like tendencies, Christ-like characteristics, so that the children will have the right example to follow. Oftentimes, people invest a lot of energies into developing their careers, into developing their bodies, into ensuring that life is really the way they'd want. But 
at the same time they oftentimes neglect that spiritual dimension. How do you actively pursue spiritual growth? I like the word use actively. Um, I would say that uh, spiritual growth can only be gained if we actively uh, work towards it and not passively. Uh, well, there is a quote I read somewhere saying that if you are persistent, you will get it. But if you are consistent, you will keep it. And so um, most of the times when we have found God and when we have read his word, it becomes uh, wonderful to us. This is good news. We have never heard about it. And so we are persistent. We are persistently following what we are reading and uh, we are listening to songs perhaps or we are watching someone's to, to taking this new stuff but as we continue progressing in our in our lives to some extent we become lax and that's where the consistency lacks and so when the consistency lacks that's where we lose it and so what i do is i try to set a uh, set certain times when i will have my devotion moments so that's before i wake up uh, after i wake up sorry when after i wake up early in the morning when my mind is fresh i will read a verse i'll read a passage of a book uh, i will also listen to a song at times so as to ensure that i commit my life to god that day for his guidance through the day and then in the evening after all the activities of the day i will try my best to do the same so that as I sleep uh, thank him for the day and uh, to continually commit myself to him even for guidance into the night there's an analogy of a farmer who is able to you know plant seeds and uh, he ensures that after he has planted the seed the seeds or the seedlings uh, he ensures that he he waters them so that they can be able to grow but if he he, he does not do that each and every moment consistently uh, especially in the seeds in the in the seed bed they will not germinate and so uh, our spiritual growth it is dependent on the daily uh, consistent habits that will ensure that throughout that journey will be able you know to flourish and so i know at times i i I fail at times i forget at times uh, the things the cares of the world they try you know and 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 become too much for me but i am trying my best each and every day by god's grace uh, to be able uh, to ensure that i am actively pursuing god i love your use of the word consistently for me that is key being consistent about what it is that we do it's not enough just to be a christian today or last week or last year but it's about daily seeking after God so that we can grow. I noticed too that you tend to quote quite a bit from different authors. What book or what books have you read that has had the greatest impact on your life? And in addition to that, what song or songs have had a similar effect on you? Very true, Malon. I read a lot. I love reading and I read uh, many authors. And I would say uh, the book I recently read, uh, which uh, was uh, transformational to me, uh, was uh, it's called Overcoming uh, Through Jesus, written by author Bill Riversage. And uh, the book, as the as the title says, shows us he tries to explain to all his readers that everything in our Christian journey is dependent on Jesus. It's not about us. There's nothing we can do on our own to attain perfection. There's nothing we can do to be accepted by God. 
everything is rooted on Jesus. We are not called upon to be Jesus. Rather, we are called upon to believe in Jesus. Because when we do that, he will enable us. He will fashion us. He will live in us. And he will transform us uh, to be like him, not to be him. For the Christian others whom I love, there is one uh, who is my favorite, uh, Ellen White. And she has written so many books which have impacted uh, the lives of many. And uh, one of the books uh, she has written, which is also a favorite, is called Messages uh, to Young People. Uh, about uh, the songs, uh, I have a couple of them. Uh, I'll just mention two. Uh, one is from the Seventh-day Adventist hymnal, song number 605. You can also find it uh, online. It's called uh, A Mighty Fortress is our God. This song was particularly written uh, by Martin Luther, uh, the German reformer. And uh, the song, uh, it shows us that uh, we have nothing to fear in this world. Though people will oppose the truth of God, though people will oppose uh, uh, the, the truth we present to them, we have nothing to fear in this world because we have He who is more mighty than those in this world. And the song encourages confidence uh, in God. Uh, the song is uh, song 516 from the semi-adventist hymnal. Uh, also find it online. It's called All the Way My Savior Leads Me. It shows us how God guides us, how God leads us, and we have nothing to ask beside. We can never doubt His tender mercy because all through life He has been our guide. Um, for the Bible verse, I will mention um, Matthew 21, uh, verses 22, and I like how uh, it is expressed in um, the message translation. The message translation puts it this way, that absolutely everything, ranging from small to large, as you make it part of your believing prayer, it gets included as you lay hold on God. So the verse reminds me each and every moment, there's nothing too small, there's nothing too big uh, for God. The verse reminds me that as long as I make it part of my believing prayer, God, in accordance to his will, at his own perfect time, he will grant us all in accordance to his will. Do you mind repeating the title of those books for the sake of our listeners? Yes, uh, the title of the book, uh, I will repeat, is Overcoming Through Jesus by Bill Liversich. And uh, the book I also mentioned is Messages to Young People by Ellen White. You did say that it was a little over four years ago that you solidify your relationship with Jesus. Throughout that time, have you ever had a moment that you could say you experienced the greatest doubt in God? Yes, I can mention uh, one moment when I felt a little bit uh, no, distant or quite unsure. Uh, it happened uh, in 2018. Uh, actually, it happened after I had just been chosen uh, to serve in the church as an elder. And what happened is that uh, I was staying in school uh, in this final semester in campus, and I remember my roommate uh, was not really no, a straightforward person. He used to do drugs, I believe. He had ceased going to church, so his habits and the habits of the friends uh, were not really uh, they were not really good people, we can say. And so, in that room uh, where we used to stay with him, within a span of just a few months, two, 
two months to be precise um i lost some of my most valuable uh, possessions you know phone laptop and some other things and what's interesting is that on this day when i particularly lost uh, that laptop i was in church it was on a sabbath i had left in the morning i left him there i left uh, it in my locker as i usually did and i went to church early morning around eight spent the whole day there worshiping you know praising god everything interacting with people i come back in the evening i was just shocked i was wondering how how on earth lord how how on earth can you allow this to happen i was in church i was not doing my own things i actually obeyed uh, your command to rest to do everything as it's supposed to be why why didn't you protect me why didn't you protect my stuff why did you allow this stuff you see the why questions kept uh, cropping up in my mind but immediately i would say something that just came into my mind and i just felt a peace and uh, they usually not really disturb me for long and i learned a spiritual lesson that through that loss i learned something very important that god himself also underwent loss see by him allowing jesus who is his only begotten son to leave uh, heaven to come lower himself in the form of a servant so that he could die on the cross to save us god understood what it is like to to feel lost you know yes jesus did not get lost completely of course he resurrected uh, but something else is that uh, because of that experience jesus will forever retain the human form human body human body which was a scarred a scarred human body he will retain it forever he will no longer have that divine body which he had before he came so that was eternal loss for our sake and so mine compared to what 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 god has has underwent as was to save me was truly incomparable so that experience comforted me and i try as much as possible to comfort others who may have underwent losses through their lives that god understands god cares and he will always uh, enable you to get even better things in life and uh, he is always faithful that's what i can say Indeed, God is always faithful. That is something we cannot overemphasize, God always being faithful to us. I also find it fascinating you mentioning that the Father also suffered loss when Jesus laid down his life for our sins. That is something we don't often think about. Now, in segueing to the other question, oftentimes we hear stories of people walking away from the faith. Based on your own experiences from your own purview, what would you say is the reason people oftentimes walk away from the faith? Why do some people drift away from the faith? Uh in my perspective, I'll mention two things. First one, people do not fully comprehend the character of God or the true nature of God. You see, as human beings, we are dependent on what we see. What we see, we believe. Uh, our senses uh they are the basis through which we can i know perceive things and accept them as true you see throughout life life has its ups and downs which on the outlook it seems as if it's for our disadvantage for example perhaps uh you had a parent 
uh, for instance, and he or she was the one who was taking care of you in your schooling, in your upkeep and all that. And the parent gets a terminal illness, say cancer or any other disease, and he or she dies. And so you are now left with not another parent, a hostile, you know, relatives who are not willing to embrace you or help you out. So you are wondering what kind of God would really be loving if he allowed my parent to die? Why is he allowing me to suffer? You see, what happens is that we tend to believe that God is behind our suffering. God is behind our misery. Well, in truth, God does not really cause us to, to suffer. God does not really cause uh, us any harm in our lives. He is a loving God. And so we forget that all these came as a result of sin and sin can be attributed to the devil and so you see when we have a false misconception about god we no longer trust him as we should we create room for doubt and the devil is there asking us what kind of what what good is there to to serve a god who who does not seemingly care for you that's what he did for job job lost his property job lost his children we can see uh, his his wife uh, telling him curse God uh, because the devil wanted him you know you know puts him in a brink to to, to really show him that there's no need uh, for this God but we can see he was a strong man. Another thing I would say is that uh, we need to understand that God gives us a promise in Romans eight verses twenty eight that all things worketh out for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. So despite the outlook, we can be assured and accept this by faith. And that's why faith is so critical for us as Christians. All things, whether good or bad, will work out for the good of those who love God. Because God is too wise to make mistakes. And uh, one all up says that in the grand scheme of things, in eternity, all things uh, which happened here on earth, which seemed to be for our disadvantage, in eternity we will realize that we are, they were for our own good. And we realize that all the way God has led us, even if we were in the position of God, we will still have chosen uh, to lead ourselves the way he has led us. And so let us just trust, rest in the promise that God is too wise to, to, to make mistakes. So despite the fact that things may not go as we plan, let us not give up on God. Second thing I will say is that uh, as human beings, we are prone uh, to making mistakes. And we sin against God. And we disregard and disobey his commandments. And the devil is always there to remind us of our shame and our guilt. And through that, he wants us not really go closer to God who alone can solve the sin problem. Rather, he wants us you know, to, to, to remain apart. Apart from our church community. Apart from our friends. Apart from our family members. Apart from the kind of environment that will be really necessary for us or really needful for us to be able to find our, ourselves back on our feet. So he is trying to, to lead us away. And so some people drift away from God because of the kind of shame and the guilt they have experienced in their lives. But God gives us a promise in Isaiah 1 verses 18 says that come, come now, let us reason together. Though your sins may be as, as, as dark as scarlet, God says, I will make you as wise as snow. So we can rest in that. that we need not to you know, run away from God. 
uh, we need not to shut ourselves in uh, and try and and and, see, and think that we can solve uh, our problems or sin problem as you know Adam and Eve try you know by sewing leaves the fig leaves to cover their own shame and nakedness rather let us allow God uh, you know to, to come and cover us up to come and 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 and, and solve that problem and he will he will solve it completely because he he is God and so uh there's no need for us you know to hide and run away I like that. We don't need to run away from God, neither do we need to hide from God because He loves us with an everlasting love. Thank you for taking the time out to share with us today your story. We have been listening to Jefferson Mwangi. He works as a junior auditor at PKF Kenya. He is also the co-founder of an initiative called ENGAGE, an acronym for Enabling Generations Achieve Greatness Via Education. Thank you to you, my listeners, for tuning in to another episode of The Upward Way. Do join us again next week as we will listen to the story of another interesting guest. Be blessed. You've been listening to The Upward Way Podcast the number one audio production show for people who want encouragement and reassurance in a muddled world.